Hello, welcome to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast. This episode is brought to you by Axiona Energia, proudly bringing solar power to Union County and the Buckeye State. My name is Michael Williamson, and I'm here today with Mac Cordell, reporter, managing editor Chad Williamson, and reporter Kayleen Petrovia. All right, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, development going on in the city of Marysville, in and around the city of Marysville. Uh, there are a number of projects that Mac you wrote about, um, and one of the articles was it last week earlier yeah. this week. Um, and so we wanted to kind of outline what those are and kind of what's going on around the city. So where do you yeah, want to start? Because it got, it got a lot of reaction on social media. And I know we always, our publisher always wants us to write these stories and things like that, but it's hard to figure out when to write them because right. there's always a ton of projects going on in this city now. And if you look at the county, obviously even more, but it's always hard to figure out just when do you write something about one project by itself or whatever. And it just seemed like there were so many things going on the last couple of weeks that people were kind of starting to talk about that we almost wanted to do a roundup. It was kind of all over the place. Yeah, and none of these projects in and of themselves were maybe the most newsworthy, but collectively they they paint a picture of what's happening in Marysville. So, And it's always one of the things people read the most, like – I think we sold out, our publisher said we sold out the newspaper boxes this weekend, and that story was the lead story, you know, and it's just it's just a hodgepodge of things that are going on around town, um, and like you said, no one of them is some particular big thing, but that's, that's a newsy thing in a small town. It's right. just, what's going into that old storefront, or what's that construction, why is that property being cleared, or, you know, what is that going to be, and so... We had a lot of things in that story that we ran this it, weekend. It's that, one of the things I miss most about having a local newspaper where I, where I live is I so many times I wonder, I wonder what that is, and then I've got to try to find find it out, you know, other ways. So, that's right. Um, you know, you look at all the construction, and, and you're going to see so, a lot of things happening in Marysville kind of this summer. There's just a lot happening, and I, I talked with uh, city manager Terry Emery uh for that story and and kind of leading into it, his comment was really that uh, businesses, developers look at a community and look at rooftops, look at how it's developing, look at the demographics and make a decision based on all of those things. And Marysville has kind of hit that tipping point where we have enough houses, we have enough businesses, and people really are starting to see what it is that the community wants, what it is that uh, the community supports, and you're starting to see them coming into coming into Marysville. So, and some of these things we're going to talk about are uptown projects, and for a lot of years, that wasn't happening. And yeah, you might have gotten a insurance agency or something moving into an uptown building. But they didn't put much money into the storefront. They might have painted a sign on the front window, mm. and they'd come and go in six months. Um, I think what you're starting to see uptown now is people putting money into their storefronts. You know, they're getting creative with some of their signage. You know, they put paper over the windows, essentially, so they can have a reveal when they're done. Right. And I don't think that's an accident. I think... There's a synergy to that. The city has done a lot with trying to get uh, building owners to put more money into their 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 you know buildings, their upstairs, 
I don't I know that's a grant program that the city's had. But I and the Avalon getting finished, Partners Park being up there, the Mora. I, I think there's a lot of things going on with the uptown that aren't an accident. Like they've tried to revive that. And I think what you're starting to see is some of those things are working. Right. And the more businesses that go up there that aren't, you know, nothing against in, attorneys or insurance places, but nobody's going to the Mora, picking up a beer and walking down to get some insurance. Right. You know, they want to walk around in places that are kind of vibrant and there's food or there's music or there's whatever. And you're starting to get those kind of places uptown. So anyway, I kind of hijacked there. But I think I think some of these things that we're going to talk about there in the uptown area are a result of planning by the city and, and some of our local officials that are that are finally starting to pay off. Yeah, and just kind of to touch base back a little bit on what you said, nobody nobody comes to go to an comes to the uptown to go to an insurance agent and thinks, oh, I should walk around the uptown. You know, I should continue. Right. When something like that is, they come, they go, they visit what they want to go to and then leave. Um, some of the things that are coming in lead you to walk around and visit other stores and and other retail, retailers in the the uptown and so. some of you see them putting seating in the back right and, and things like like there is an effort to yeah don't just pick right. something up and go home sit down for a minute walk around maybe see something else while right. you're up and there. the the city put money into um one of the alleyways to improve it to kind of um put some seating there and to um put some landscaping in a in a effort to encourage people mm-hmm. to get food or or kind of shop and then come and sit down and stay. And I know that they are going to do that to uh, the other four kind of corners of the of the uptown. Um, as kind of money comes available, they're going to like, cre- create little Some alleyways. of those alleys are going right, to take be- a little more money because <laughs> you're talking about the one that's behind the uh, Eagles and behind Wits. Correct. That was in a little bit better shape to begin with. Yes. Some yeah, of those yeah. back alley areas are... And some of those some of those folks had already done a little bit of work kind of during COVID to create some outside seating behind their facility. So that transition was maybe a little bit easier than maybe the one on the kind of the northwest corner is going to be right. a little bit more difficult maybe and, and some of those others. But um, Well, on your story, what drew the biggest reaction online? Yeah, that was it, not one of the uptown well, not one of the uptown changes you know we talk about so much set up right <laughs> we talk so much about the uptown the uh, the thing that drew the most attention and kind of drew the most co- comments uh was the addition of a jets pizza out on the city's kind of far east side two of you guys have had it three of you guys have had it, I've, had it. Yeah. Three, I've, I've never had it detroit style uh, pizza yeah, it, it it is. They do have a very good Detroit style pizza. If you like Detroit style, they've got it. Which is what uh, Little Caesars like deep dish, Little Caesars type. No, it's like they have like Hillary. eight corner pizza. It's mm. like very thick crust in a square pan, and the edges are kind of crispy. That's what I think almost of. Like pan that's, pizza, almost that's like what pan I think pizza, of. But Little Caesars, I guess maybe that's the kind I get. Oh. Know. No, I think of round pizza when yeah, I think of Little Caesars. Oh. Pie cut slices. Uh, but yeah. if that's what you're thinking that of, is then what I'm yes. Thinking yes. <laughs> yeah. The square, thick, burnt burnt edges. Yeah. Yeah. Kind okay. Of crust. Mm-hmm. yeah. okay. And yeah. that's what Jets is kind of known for. But okay. they also have a very good New York style pizza if you like, uh, you know, kind of chain pizza. But they've got a very good New York style and a turbo crust that's, you know. 
I get turbo crust on Detroit style because I'm allegiant to Michigan. So. Good for you. <laughs> and, you know, we got the big reaction online when we put this stuff out there with everyone saying just what we need, another pizza shop. To me, that makes it makes sense. You know, I get it. We have a lot of pizza shops, but people like pizza. Um, I'm a, I, I eat a lot of pizza. I love pizza. But to have a pizza shop out there close to, close to the hotels uh, makes a lot of sense to me because I think people come in and see it. Um, if they're staying at the hotel, um, you know, I know for when I travel, that's one of the first things I ask as I'm checking in is usually where's the closest pizza place. That's uh, just you. what a what a world traveler. I know. We got I know here. Wow, world such exotic places as Indianapolis and. <laughs> Did we uh, say? Well, I think Gallipolis. Where exactly yeah. it's going? Yeah, yeah did we, we say mention. it's going to yeah, the Frisch's is, building? It is going in the former Frisch's building, um, next door to Huey McGoo's, um, which is seems like knockoff Raising Canes it, for it, all the people who want canes, right? Which maybe is derogatory to Huey McGoo's. I haven't tried it yet. It might be better, that but is, they look very similar. They do look very, very similar. That is the thing that absolutely kills me about when we first put in the paper that that Huey Magoo's was going in in the old first building. Everybody started just, what in the heck is Huey Magoo's? Just what we need. Why can't we get canes? Oh, have you ever had it? No, I've never had it. <laughs> right. You know, but yeah. that's just so typical of an online reaction is that right. it's probably not, but it could be better than canes. It right, could be right. as good. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what it is yet, and we've already – dumped on it. it so again just from looking at it it doesn't look like it's better or worse it looks like it is exactly, exactly the same, same. Yeah. yes it, it looks like they took photos from raising canes <laughs> website and put it on a different website. right it's it very much looks like raising canes um but you know that's that's going in one end of that um that building um has been kind of broken up into three different restaurants or three different offices, I guess, three facilities, whatever. One will be Huey Magoo's. One will be the Jets Pizza. And I don't know that we have... I have uh, the third. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't either. And um, Again, I hadn't even heard about the Jets uh, until um, Kayleen came in and said that she had heard about it. So... <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you were- I was at a family gathering and they had Jets Pizza... But it was from, I think, the Hilliard location. And I guess one of my family members had heard a franchise owner or something in Hilliard say, oh, yeah, you guys are from Marysville or we're going out there. And I don't know if we've heard anything on the city end, but Chad found that Jets Pizza website has Marysville. They that already address had the location. Listed, so. Coming soon. So, mm-hmm. And that building looks like it's pretty close to being ready to be occupied. Like it, It's a nice-looking building now. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the one that, that got kind of the biggest uh, – the biggest reaction. Yeah. Uh, the other one is there was there was news on Dairy Queen. It, Dairy Queen on uh, Columbus Avenue. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to expand. Um, currently, it it sits on right on uh, Columbus Avenue. Um, it is going to kind of take up the entire point between Columbus and. Delaware Avenue, where there's currently a. It's called a. I think Aquasource is right. what it's called. Um, there's a little a little building there, and and they uh, kind of if you want bottled water, they have bottled water. Or if you want to kind of bring your own bottles, they supply water. Um, but that that building is going to be taken down, and the current Dairy Queen building is going to be taken down, um, and a new building built. 
I believe it's going to have indoor seating and... And it's going to kind of turn, correct? It's going to like run horizontal along those two properties with what, parking in the front? Yeah. Then the the line for the drive-through will queue kind of around and behind the building because I think they were starting to get a lot of problems with the line at Dairy Queen backing up out onto Columbus Avenue. Mm-hmm. I know I had seen that several times. That whole parking area is a, that whole area is right. just a. It seems right. like every Dairy Queen is like that. Yeah. Like the parking always backs up right. onto yeah. the street. Well, you know what happened is. They start little. It didn't, it didn't used to have a drive-through. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot of them are probably like that. They yeah. will walk up, park, walk up, yep. you know, have some seating or whatever. Or yeah. I heard, I don't even know that our Dairy Queen, I don't know if they reopened the f- inside of that thing. Mm. after COVID, do they even have walk-up still? I, someone had told me that they should open their inside back up and maybe the drive through wouldn't get back. I don't know that for a fact. But but I think that's the problem is that, you know, our Dairy Queen was just walk-up, so you mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about cars queuing out onto Columbus Avenue. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think there is, um, obviously, I think it's going to be expanded drive through uh, lots more parking. Um, Does Dairy Queen currently serve food or is it just ice cream? It serves food. Okay. Uh, I know that it does, but I don't know. Again, I don't know that it, there's anything inside that you can sit mm-hmm. down and eat. Because I know some Dairy Queens are like not the grill and chill or whatever. Right. So you can just get the ice cream. Mm. Right. So I was curious if this yeah. was going from they've, that to having they've food. They've got or. food. They used, when the Cooper Brothers, who I'm sure you've all heard of, that everybody loved, um, <laughs> they had food and they had kind of different food i don't know that it was, yeah, it was like almost the, like like small town restaurant that's food. right it wasn't necessarily dairy queen branded stuff and i know when they switched over it you could kind of see that the food they have now i think is a lot quicker to kind of get in and out the door you know so i think that's kind of where they're at now they could expand the menu if it gets bigger but my only question with that would be it seems like there's with issues with staffing. Yeah. Right. Can they staff a bigger building that needs more hands on deck and, you know, usually tables you slim, and slim down a yeah. slim down a menu and yeah, it's, rather I, than expand you know, it. I don't know that we're, <laughs> you know, probably another reason that that drive through line backs up is you know staffing mm-hmm. issues have been hard to to ramp back up. So who knows? But I know that drew a lot of interest too, just because. That Dairy Queen is kind of a beloved thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, though. People are not going to be happy just to know that the original old Cooper's yeah. is being torn thing down. is going to be torn down. I said that to some family members, and they were like, that is so sad that that's getting torn yeah. down. So I think it seems like there's a lot of sentimental value for I know that people building. were sad when there were, there were the two twins, Cooper brothers, and then there was a a third Dal who worked in the back. And when he died, I interviewed, that was, it was probably the nineties. I interviewed, um, the two twins about, okay, how to do and whatever moving forward. I only mentioned that because then I took a picture to go with that story. That was them in their little paper hats, mm. leaning down, looking through one of their windows. They had these little square cutout windows, like leaning down and looking through that. That picture pops up on Facebook about once a year, <laughs> right. and people are like, "Oh, I miss the good old days of the Cooper brothers and that window." And they had their notepad because they would just use a notepad and add up your thing. There was no cash register, right? They would add it up on a notepad, <laughs> and that picture pops up 
few times, once a year at least, and I'm always like, I took that damn picture. And <laughs> Wanting those I have no idea where the original is, right. but that picture lives on on Facebook. It's a defining image. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, real, it's really funny to see something that you took 25, 20, 25 years ago that, that still keeps coming up on Facebook. And it is, as an outsider, it's strange to see kind of the um, the attachment that, that this community has to to that that Dairy Queen, you know, I, that's one of the first things I knew was about the, you know, the Cooper it, brothers run that. It was absolutely one of the most beloved institutions. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. As people still talk about right, it. Right, right. And it was just, they were they were characters, just the way they ran it. They had, and we talk about staffing, they had, I was just talking to a friend the other day who is, he's older than me, but he worked there when mm. he was a kid. And it was just. They had a lot of kids that worked for them coming up through. They had a lot of staff actually, and it was just just different different time. And a lot of ball teams show up, and a lot of ball teams. A lot of after games. I don't know that. I don't know if you ordered the same thing every night, every weekend for a year that it would ever cost the, the same. The price thing. would ever be the same. They, price. They'd start jabbing <laughs> on that pencil on that pad, and you know they they just tell you price, and it seemed fair, so you'd always paid it. Right. Um. You want to go back uptown now, Mac? With yeah, the, uh, I know. I let us out. Of, let us out of town. But no, no, that's all right. Um, I think that's. We were talking about the things that kind of got the most interest online. Yeah. from that story. So maybe if you want to, one of the things that's happening is the uh, construction of the, or I guess renovation of a, it's a brewery called Ill Mannered, and I don't know a whole lot about Ill Mannered, but it's my understanding that they've got a couple of them, kind of around Central Ohio. I think and, they just have Powell. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think it's a restaurant kind of microbrewery. Um, I know the one in Powell just has they have food trucks show up, so I okay. don't know if they have their own food. But my church group lives very close to there, so occasionally like we'll meet up and we'll yeah, have our where food they're going to park. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> where they're going to put a food truck on that one. There. Yeah, I don't know. It is going to be located um, right uh, one storefront north of the Avalon Theater on Main Street. What's that? Um, What's in there now? There's an antique shop, I believe, mm-hmm. and it'll be right next to, I think, right next to the the Scott store. I think the Scott, the the Avalon, the Scott store, and then Ill Mannered will be there. Um, they're going to have some seating in there. Um, it looks like a, as well as I think a patio. That's that's what caught my eye and a lot of people online was that it, it looks like it's going to be in the back. I think yeah. they're going to they're going to carve out a patio area in the back. Um, with some seating and like lights and things like that, and here again you start in the back alleys of our downtown. We're almost a black eye on the community, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, old rusting yep. fire escapes and I and think the the street view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The back yeah, was, the like, back was almost always terrible. water running down the right. street and moldy or and, other things. Yeah, you know, right. honestly, fingers crossed it with water. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know our our former publisher Dan used to always talk about what some green goo that would run down the back right. of that one. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's nice to see people taking care of the front and the back yeah. because as the backs of these places improve, you almost open up the downtown to start heading other directions. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know you talked about the the little. Uh, seating area that they put behind the Eagles and Wits. Then if you look towards Main Street, um, there there is like an upstairs area over there that's been kind of developed up that's got some lights. I think it's 
I think it's hooked on to one of the yo- the yoga studios. Yeah, I believe there's an apartment above the yoga studio. Um, I don't know if it's an apartment or something. It, maybe it is or if it's an offense space or something. But, like, just another area where they're taking care of the back of the building. Right. Here again, which really – and. I love those things kind of in the back of the building or on the second floor with kind of the, the bare bulb lighting and the, you know, some seating. It just, it really does. You're right. It opens up. Um, it's not like the uptown stops at the sidewalk of Main Street anymore. It kind of, go, right. it, it lets you go another you know, block yeah, back. Like you're using the whole place. Like That's I, right. When you go over to um, Coffee Hall, obviously you can... Uh, come in through the front door that's facing the street, but then they also have a back door entrance and you sort of feel like you're connected to all sides of the uptown when you can go through the entire store. That's right. right. And it and opens it, up that alley as a And walkway, if you're creating right? this idea right. of walking, come uptown and walk, yes, you can walk out the back or come in from the back and, you know, it's a it's a through way, not just a front door come out and then leave. Right. You know, and and I know not that El Manor is doing this, but I know there's a big uh I know Old Worthington, like the idea of second floor up open air kind of patio things has kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that, but, you know, those are some other ways you see creative use of space, I guess, in right. uptown yeah. areas. So uh, it's nice to see that, boy, those, those back alleys, it's, it, it's, it's really nice to see people put some money into those and, and, if, and make it not just something to hide. If you can use all the space of a building, it makes it more cost effective, right? You're not just buying up, spending all the money, and and the only usable space is that first floor, one direction. You and can strangely enough, COVID got people kind of used to that idea again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be you go in somewhere and sit inside. You know, you had patios, but they were big yeah. patios, right? And like you said, you know, people had to get creative with seating with COVID and. The outside was one of the first places you could kind of redo that. And people started looking at their spaces differently and saying, well, I just use this as nothing. I could turn this into a little patio yeah, area. Yeah, if there's only two or three little tables there, it's still two or three little right. tables. Then so. it becomes right. exclusive almost. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little club. It's kind of kind of strange. It wasn't uh, business-related, but the change in the the right-of-way out on Delaware Avenue Oh yeah, was another thing that I, I know a lot of people were sharing – the city put that out in a little graphic, and I know I saw a lot of people on Facebook sharing that around. So that was obviously a big thing to people. Yeah, this is one of those. It's a little bit more difficult to uh, maybe explain on a on a podcast. But currently, if you are coming from Marysville Uptown out of out Delaware Avenue and you want to get onto Thirty Three Westbound, you we're cute. talking about thereby. Uh, Culver's. Culver's, Roosters, yes, that, Lowe's. That area on uh, Delaware Avenue. Correct, correct. Um, and you want to turn on to, um, on to 33 westbound. You can turn on, but you have to yield to traffic coming south on Delaware Avenue um, and getting on 33. It, more west, I think. You're coming okay, yeah. from coming from the direction of the Y. If you turn to get on 33, heading towards Mill Valley, yes, you have to yield to the traffic that's coming west on Delaware Avenue. Yes, yeah, yeah. it it can it can get on to that traffic can can get on 33, and it has the right of way. The problem then is that 
traffic on Delaware Avenue queues up. There's and, only about room for two or three cars, and then you're you're out onto yes, Delaware you're Avenue. onto Delaware Avenue. So people wait to turn, and it backs things up, or it kind of as they turn, they have to wait kind of in the in the roadway, and it creates some safety issues, and and I think more than that, it creates some congestion issues because everything backs up from there until kind of there's an opportunity to to merge on. And, and most of the time, it's not a problem. Right. But when it is a problem, and it's a problem. And 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whenever that exchange was built, it wasn't a problem. I mean, right. it's just something, you know, an engineer couldn't – you can't foresee what the traffic flow or population of a town is going to be. So now the shift will be traffic turning off of left off of Delaware Avenue onto 33 will have the right of way over traffic coming west westbound in, yes westbound onto westbound 33 the ones turning from eastbound Delaware Avenue will have the right of way and those coming yes right. yes and that again that's a switch but um City officials talked about that they have I have a lot of signs up. I would assume yes, and they've they've been trying to get the message out. They've recognized that this is an issue for several years. It, the the issue has gotten worse, you know, progressively. If, if you travel in that area, you see it. Um, you know, you know what's happening, and they've known that it needs changed. It's it's not a high priority issue, but they they do know it needs change, and they finally kind of got around to um, making that change. The only problem becomes. You're kind of conditioned to when you see an on ramp, you the, accelerate. Well, the gradual slope mm-hmm. right. towards it yeah. always has the right of way, right? Not the kind of the ninety degree in, yeah. right? And it's it's going to be kind of counterproductive to kind of the way it feels like it should be. That ninety degree feels like it should merge, slow you it, down. Yes, it right. should. Yeah, slow you down, and then you're you're merging in with traffic that's already flowing, but um, that's not how it is. I get the why. Um, Again, I think it needed to be, it does. It needed it's, to be it, done. So it's and if you I mean it's it's either that or they tear the whole thing up. Do the clover leaf. Yeah. yeah. Or oh my. <laughs> right. Imagine hate what? That a lot. Oh, oh boy. yeah, you people hate around about. <laughs> oh boy. Clover leaf is like a quadruple round. Right. Oh my. Yeah, I don't even but short of tearing it up, this is the only kind of way to go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, most of the time it's not a problem, but when it is a problem it's a real problem, and if you've been out there on Friday night at a, you know five o'clock, it's sure. it's a it's frustrating. So the other, I think the last thing you had in that story was the uh, what's going on at what was the old Clark Station? I think there on Vine Street, oh, the old gas the, station. Yeah, the uh, there is a uh, they're going to create what's called a pocket park. The Clark Station was there at the corner of Fifth um, Street and Vine Street. Um, it's a small area. But there, it's again a, it's called a pocket park. It's just a small, small park. It's going to have some seating, some landscaping. Um, I think maybe like a little wall and. Um, well, they're definitely putting in some uh, concrete. concrete. They framed yeah. it up already. I wouldn't be surprised if they're pouring it today. We're recording this on Tuesday. As warm as it's going to be, it, right. they framed it up in a hurry. And, yeah, be a great week to kick that off if yeah. they could do it. Yeah, it makes you this kind of day you wish they had a pocket park there. Right. So if they put rocks in cages there. Yeah, the old cage rocks that are over by the hospital. Yeah, I don't uh, not a good look in my opinion. I don't, I don't find mind them, those. I don't mind them, but I don't understand but them people, either. I don't. But I I also understand why people thought, well, when's that getting unpacked? They it thought, does look unfinished. Right, I think that's why right, I don't they like thought it. it was, you know, and 
I don't mind the look of it. It's a little different, but I know <laughs> for something in a park that really confused people. When yeah, they that one when they it. when they did that initially, I think I remember you interviewing. I don't know if it was somebody from the city or something, and being like, "So is that is that what those things are supposed to be?" And I think mm-hmm. his response were like, "Well, yeah, those are the f- that's the feature, yeah. right? That's yeah. a that's the and there was like a specific like name they shared. Yeah, with they you. had a so name. Apparently, and I don't... they exist somewhere. This is just my personal opinion. When you're talking about a park, though, like. Like at zoo you don't rocks, you don't just want a nor- the same bench at every the same kind of bench yeah. as every park, mm-hmm. and and you also can't relent to the mob in this town. Like you know, okay, you've got something different out there. People didn't understand it at first. It's fine; they'll get used to it. Right. Much like the chairs uptown. Right. People you know, have not the gotten seating. used to the chairs yet. They still no, do not like. But you know what? Thing. If you leave them there. <laughs> Maybe in a few decades, yeah. people will be Well, okay. it's better than the concrete croissants. I'm right. telling you, I'm still waiting to see how that works. <laughs> those those things, because if you look, those get closer to the ground yeah. as they come around, and you're gonna have some bigger people, taller people, try to sit on the corners of the, the edges, and they're gonna be darn near on the ground there. Just pick, right pick the correct. Anyway, line. I don't know that going into that, but all that say. I'm sure whatever goes in the pocket park, there'll be some feature. Someone will go. Oh, that looks weird. And maybe it maybe it will, but I think it's you know I like those I like little parks and mm-hmm. using using space creatively and creating green space even within within your city. It and especially with restaurant type places popping up, I like the idea of having somewhere you could grab lunch and then go sit over there if you want to take a right. walk. I would love to see him put a little parking area where you could pull a food truck, revolving food trucks in there every day. I, I don't know why they're not doing that because quite honestly. Some of these places where you put little parks like that, they don't see the most use. I always think of the one that's over by Pizza Hut where fourth and fifth come together. The uh, little yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, like, the no man's land. It, park, yeah, like there's a just a park or something. Well, that one's hard to walk to, kind of, because it's just right. in the center mm-hmm. of traffic that's coming right. every direction. And this one's, while it's not necessarily hard to walk to, there isn't like a big public parking area or somewhere where people go to park. So you're kind of have to kind of want to be there. I would to love to, to see, it. you know, there's a couple of businesses, the, the auto parts places right there that have big parking lots. And I would love to see a food truck or two come in and well, they, they do. do come yeah, there. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had that, um, one of the hot dog ones in, I believe AutoZone last week. I did. Okay. Yeah. Even AutoZone yesterday has a lot there. out there a lot. And Honestly, even Mrs. Renaissance, I think occasionally has like a smaller little, Almost Cart like trailer food truck yeah, that yeah. shows up. I don't know if there's any huge parking areas right there. Is the only thing I see with it. That being said, there's you know there's sidewalks, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's ways to get there. Yeah. But you know if they put a food truck or something in there, or and nice thing about food trucks is you can have a different one each day and mm-hmm. I'll walk the make that part of your your habit. I'm going to walk to the park and yeah. get lunch, right. whatever. And food even truck if they can't have the trucks right at the park, maybe businesses in that proximity will take advantage of it. Yeah. Sure. So I think that's a you know. I, I think that's exciting. I like that they're using that creatively. Um, and then so that being an old Clark station, I'm sure a lot of people driving through town this week and last week saw that Swifty is having a lot of work done in the tanks. As we record this on Tuesday, the tanks are actually from the old Swifty station have been pulled up out of the ground. People probably think, well, that must be the same thing that had happened there at Clark and it, you know what's what's the future hold for the Marysville's last? Uh, what do you say? Where you didn't have to pump your own gas? Right. Where there was actually an attendant that yeah. would come out and pump your gas? So yeah. What's, what's going on with that place? That uh, that property is owned by the county's land bank, and uh, I talked to some folks from the city and some some other folks. The land bank still owns that. They are working to 
they're going to sell that property to someone. They don't have anybody specific yet that they have they have a lot of interest from some people and and one company kind of I think in particular making um with a lot of interest I think it I think the the chances of it being a a small uh, Mexican style restaurant uh probably pretty good it feels like that's and taco place without a lot of outdoor seating is kind of what we heard, right? Yeah, you know, it, it's a taco place that you probably probably heard of, and and they do have a lot of outdoors. Again, patio seating. Um, that it's a that, small footprint though over there, so there's and, not going to be a lot of space for parking at the at that site. No, so. and the building again, the the building, the Swifty building was not big, and there's not a whole lot of space elsewhere for for parking. So uh, it makes a lot of sense that that would be. Um, Someplace that that caters to outdoor outdoor seating and kind of walk up, mm-hmm. yeah, take yep. out, yeah, yeah. take out as well, yeah. I think a lot of people probably for a lot of years assumed when that went out of business that it was going to be parking for Leon's across the street, and yeah, that's I actually had people ask me that last weekend if they assumed Leon's bought it and it was going to be parking, right? And uh, nope, that's not the case. There's it, actually something looking. Interested in that in that small small area. Put a little restaurant there. Walk down to the pocket park on Vine Street. It's a mm-hmm. what yeah. maybe a block away, block mm-hmm. and a half. So, um, pretty easy walk. Um, might as well stay with parks, park type things as we were talking about the other pocket park. What is uh, is there anything new with Scott's Scott's Family Park out off Thirty Three? No, there's not a whole lot that's that's new that's happening. They're continuing to work on it. Um, well, I tell you what, I saw it'll flood. Right, they're going to have to do something with that. That rain we got two or three weeks ago. You could look back and see that log jam thing mm. on Mill Creek backed up, like it's not far away. Where you can see those obstructions in the right. creek, and it backed water up all over that park. Like, in fact, the big backhoe they had, it looked like they thought the problem might happen and built a little mound of dirt <laughs> and drove it up on there and it the water encircled this big backhoe, backhoe island right? yes and like <laughs> it, it, it it's hard like- it's hard to imagine and i mean i know they're making it more of a what do they call it a passive park yeah, yeah. but you're still putting a lot of money in there you don't want things washing sure. away not to mention if they there's a pond out there if they stock it with something you don't want them Right. Mill Creek flooding in and all your rainbow yeah. trout swim away or right. whatever, you know. I don't know exactly how all that works, but they want to put a kayak launch in there and that kayak launch would just float 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 away. It looked like you could kayak the whole park the you other need, week. So or they had what an overlook thing. You'd need that to get away from the rising floodwaters right. if they right. don't do something with that. I, I mean, it literally there was a lot I bet eighty percent of it was underwater. Yeah. Uh, when I drove by there and I'm like, Well, something and I know it, they're looking at correcting that log jam but they have been for three or four years three or four you say (laughs) you know all i'm saying is if the timing doesn't work then that park opens before that log jam is cleared yeah even even if it's not flooded it's going to be squishy yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean (laughs) and certainly you don't want you don't want to put even a a path in when it's going to flood right stone Stone or anything stone concrete whatever it's going to you know Asphalt, whatever is going well, to. I talked about a climbing way. wall, yeah, climate. Right, they're putting in things climbing to get away from the water. Yeah, apparently, right yeah. on top, wait for the rescue. They're helicopter. anticipating it. Um, yeah, so I think that's they are. I know that they are working on that. They have some some ideas, and and I think 
the big issue is waiting for that log jam to clear. And I, I know that city officials have talked about they are just essentially passive bystanders. They cannot they cannot drive that boat. Um, that's got to be you know the county, and they have been talking about it for for quite but some it, time. But as they've cleared things out of there, and people can see that big nice pond. I've seen people driving up to where they stop you yeah. that kind of want to drive back there and see what's going on. So as that thing clears out more and more and more and more work gets done, people are going to want to – a passive park doesn't have to be finished to be usable. Right. So right. you're not far away from that thing. Yeah, there are some dirt paths and some some trails through there that would be if there was a path to that pond. If there was a path to that pond right now, people would go there and fish. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's big enough you could probably kayak on. You could do some – you can have some fun with that park. So, um, Zach loves to kayak. No, I didn't. No, but I think it's cool. So. Well, you um, put a chainsaw in the front of your kayak and go down Mill Creek. Right, and clear. Cut through the log jam. I don't know that I can. Apparently, that's part of the issue. Is not just anybody with a chainsaw can clear that out. You need that's to be true. a legal beaver. To need, I was about to say we need a lot of beavers. A lot of beavers. Well, I guess beaver, beavers aren't going to clear it out. No, they're going to make it worse. Maybe that's what made the problem so bad. I don't know. <laughs> From there, uh, the reservoir. Uh, yeah, they are uh, they are putting a um, a connector bridge there. From the you know we have this beautiful Jim Simmons trail. We have, talk- have we talked about that on a podcast? We may have talked about that. We may have mentioned a that. little bit. Yeah, anyway. I don't. Um, several years ago, the city applied for a grant to put a a little pedestrian bridge from the Mill Valley. Uh, from the Jim Simmons Trail that kind of wraps around Mill Valley and um, that would go to Raymond Raymond Road and then connect to the the upground reservoir. Obviously, there's a, a nice path around the reservoir, um, a lot of stuff to do on the reservoir. You can kayak, kayak on that. I was about you, to go kayak There's a kayak launch, launch on that reservoir, uh, <laughs> if that's your thing. Um, you know, but, but people really enjoy They run the stairs. They run the hill. They walk around the, the path. It's a really nice facility and like heights it'd be right yeah it's very windy it very is windy up it's there. very windy up there <laughs> it's a good uh, seriously that's flying kites up there it's one of the right. uh, well i ran that picture last year of a father and daughter flying a kite and then the next weekend when i went out there there was a whole group mm, there were probably kites. six or eight kids flying kites up there so you know it's it is it is very windy up there yeah you know what's funny is though when we ran that story my mom could not wrap her head around the proximity of the reservoir to Mill Valley. And like I go out there a lot. I know you go out there a lot. If you go up there, you can look right down into Ab- Mill Valley and it's, it is not far at all. But if you think about the town and you don't do that, Mill Valley goes one direction and Raymond Road goes another direction. Yeah. And they don't seem like they're that close. Currently, to get from Mill Valley to the reservoir, it it's going to take you a, a while and you're going to have to wrap around through town. Uh, with this, it's uh, a long, it's a long way around. Yeah, like from either dir- you cannot leave Mill Valley and turn either direction and get to Raymond Road quickly. No, and it's it's amazing because when you see you drone almost, footage or when you could almost shoot an road. arrow or something mm-hmm. and and get to Mil- like it is not very far at all. Yeah, and that's the that's the whole the whole point of the of the pedestrian bridges. It's going to connect um, the Jim Simmons Trail just across uh and our, just densest the creek. Po- our densest population center in town right um so, yes and it's going to connect it's going to allow them to it's going to open up a recreational facility i just see you know on a snow day a lot of kids walking across that and sledding down that hill um 
you know, I think there's going to be a lot of use for that. And there, there may be folks in Mill Valley who don't realize how close and how easy that will be to, to get to once that, once that bridge is right. there. So I would, I, I do worry about crossing Raymond road. I think that's a kids on bikes mm-hmm. walking, maybe not as bad. I mean, I know you're going to have a lot of flashing lights and, and things, but I do, I do worry about that. Um, I, I wish there was a way to run a tunnel under it or above over. It. I, I, I yeah. thought over, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that. Yeah, is it not? It is across, literally across the road. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that. When yeah. you say pedestrian bridge, the pedestrian bridge will not cross the road. The, the will... bridge goes over Mill Creek. Oh, because Mill Creek is in between Mill Valley. I, I just assumed, right? That yeah, was, no, and, the bridge is for Mill Creek, and then there will be a, a boardwalk that will take you um, along kind of through the marshy area mm. associated with the creek to a trail. Uh, It'll run right along the new water plant. Yeah, water okay, plants. Right. It's it's like the reservoir. I'm doing hand signals here for everybody on the podcast. podcast, But it's like a straight line. It is Mill Valley, the water plant, and then the reservoir. It's all in in a line. And they own they own that land, so it's the path will kind of run right along the I guess what south side um, of that of the new water plant and right by one of the big one of the eagles' nests. Yeah, there's an eagle nest right there along Mill Creek. Right, like you can see it from. The reservoir. If you're up on the reservoir, and in the fall, when right. the leaves are down, yeah. you, all of a sudden you see this massive thing in the tree. One of the <laughs> eagles' nests. Remember the city council where they talked about you know, hey, don't mess with the eagles' nest. Try to leave it, leave it alone. Are and you then, saying yeah. the fine residents of Marysville would shoot guns well, in, no. <laughs> into an eagles' nest? No. And then they said, you know, somebody said, oh, I haven't seen. It. Oh, you should go see it. You know, <laughs> the, yes. the same. I've seen the eagle. Yeah. I've, I always look for the eagle out there. I had never seen it, and then one day I see it dive bombing into the water right and it grabs something did it out catch something yes it it, it took off with something in it's in it's ample talons yes <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah it's the only time i've ever seen it i've never seen it flying i bet bird watchers probably know I, about it um yeah. i see people out there with cameras all the time and they're not shooting the water yeah they're mm-hmm. they're looking they're looking mm-hmm. for them that's pretty cool yeah so yeah that all that to say that pedestrian bridge opens up a lot of but you are you are correct I think they know uh, that kind of crossing crossing Raymond Road is going to be a little bit little bit dangerous, and um, you're just not used to it. If you're driving through town, you're used to maybe watching for kids or whatever. Raymond Road, you're not used to seeing kids by the road, right. you know, or or anyone by the road. So, not only the people, the pedestrians and bicycle riders are going to have to get used to it. The people who drive Raymond Road a lot are going to have to, you know. Like I think there's going to be a lot of flashing lights and things and signage and things, but you've still got to you've still got to heed it. You've got to pay attention to right. it. Right, and I yeah, there are things that you can do um, in some other areas. You can put you speed can put bumps. Speed, you can put speed bumps. You can't put speed bumps there, right? Like that just that's fifty five miles an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, and it's the kind of you know, it's the kind of road that takes you away from town. Which that's is, right. Your natural and it's country, and it looks like country, and and, yeah. and, and then you come yeah. and then you come to the thing. It's fifty five miles an hour, and yeah, the speed bumps. All right. bum, 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 bum. No speed bumps there. Yeah. Yes, that we were kidding. There's not going to be speed bumps on <laughs> Raymond Road. We were. Let me. You cannot put Let speed me, bumps. Yes, you can't put speed bumps on Raymond Road. Um, what are the other things? Um, um, the 4th Street Bridge construction. Yeah, that uh, that is a little bit delayed. I think they were expecting it to be done in 
May, they're now pushing that out, I think, to June-ish is what they said to me, summer, June-ish. Um, but because the weather has been – they had some rain. But the weather has been good this week. It may be back to it may be back to May again. So they had um, they put a timeline on it. They had utility companies come out, move the utilities out of the you know out of the way so that they could um, tear the bridge out and uh, reconstruct that bridge, uh, the Fourth Street Bridge over Town Run. Boy, the way it is right now. If you look, if you're on Fifth Street and you look down that waterway, you can. I lived here all my life and didn't realize how that that water goes right under that building. Right. Like, I didn't realize it. I thought it went kind of beside it or maybe a corner, man. It goes directly under the building. And now with everything carved out, like, you can see it. Right. And it is – it's pretty jarring to think that there was a building <laughs> built right over that all, right. all this time. So they needed to they needed to shore that building up uh, when they took the, uh, the bridge out. But um, – Utility companies came in, moved the utility lines out of the way, but when they went to get started, the utility lines weren't far enough out of the way or whatever. Somebody had missed something. Whatever it was, the uh, utility companies had to come in and had to move the move the utility lines again, so that delayed the project a couple of weeks. Um, that shouldn't, we were saying, a lot of people were complaining about that, but nobody should really be shocked that, a, a project like that is is there experiencing delays. delays. Yeah. Going into- that that being said, it's not helping the traffic on Fifth Street. No, <laughs> it is not. And as we come into the summer months, I can only assume it's going to get worse. Yeah, last Friday I was going through the middle of town a couple of times, and boy, oh boy, that is. You throw in a Friday night uptown or something with people walking around Street, everywhere, and right. that is going to be a, a bit of a wreck for a while until right. Fourth Street gets going again. The uh, and I don't know that we had planned to talk about this, but hopefully easing congestion a little bit in the uptown. They are going to beginning this year. They're hoping to uh, start uh, construction on the completion of Professional Parkway that will connect uh, London Avenue uh, there. I guess just a little south of the hospital to. That would be essentially Columbus Avenue, a Delaware or Columbus Avenue. Yeah, yeah, there. I guess there by the Woodside Apartments, and um, hopefully, if you're trying to get to that end of town, so in theory, there will be a way to get from the Benny's Pizza area to the hospital area without. Yes, yes. If you know, you, or if you're of, coming into town from the south end and you want to go to Benny's, right. you can kind of go around that way. Or even if you wanted to go to, you know, Coleman's Crossing, uh, you can kind of. Come in that way, and then go to and go to um, Coleman's Crossing Boulevard. So yeah, you can loop around. I don't know if that's the that's going to become a more densely populated sections of the town. I don't know if that's going to completely offset that they close Fourth Street down for several months. But. No, it it won't, and it won't it won't help. That won't help. It won't be complete by the time the Fourth okay. Street Bridge is open. That bridge is you know again should be open. Late May, June ish is what they're telling me. So, um, hopefully that will that will alleviate some of the traffic. And and I know that they have tried to retime the lights. They have tried to do any number of things to help traffic move move smoother. But um, you just there's not a whole lot they can do to when you dump that much traffic on. And there's no kind of designated turn lanes. There's no. Um, 
no designated turn signals, no timing for people to turn. If you have somebody on Main Street, you know, that wants to turn, it just everybody queues up behind them and you can get one car through. The, the only thing that's going to help is people are just going to have to be smart enough to start avoiding it. Yeah. Which There's is no other way to say that. Different you know, way, yeah. They're going to either go over to 6th or you start going around 33. If you're going from one end of town to the other, you have to go around 33, even if you don't normally. Yeah, that's that's what that. I tend to do right now is just hop on 33 and go around. So, um, What about other stuff uptown that's not necessarily confirmed, but like I know I saw – Shark, there was a Sharky's was up there on Fifth Street. Um, it looks like there's paper over the window. Sharky's Sharky's is the former Old Town Inn, yes. Okay, um, and they put paper up over that. It and it looks like there's work going on. I mean, I I know you don't know what it's going to be, but I noticed that. Um, then there's also right at the town square at uh, Fifth and Main. It looks like it's what it's called Enzo or something mm-hmm. like that. And we tried to look up and see what that actually is, but like kind of their online presence doesn't tell yeah, you. You can't really find anything online, but we found the logo, a website with the logo, mm-hmm. the same thing that you see in the windows there. And it says like sports family fun or something like that. So it seems And the logo is like, a dog. Yeah, right? the logo is a little <laughs> dog. So, so I don't know. And we I'm honestly, in so far. Right. right. <laughs> You've convinced it's, me. It's pet friendly. A prep. Pet friendly bar. That, that might be, <laughs> um, but that being said, we also are kind of wondering. Like this is so non-newspapery to talk about this like this, but we're not sure if they. That's going to be all. The building at mm-hmm. the corner. There's Homestead. Then there's the building that wasn't art. Yeah. Kind of studio, and then there was a smoothie place, mm-hmm. and there's paper up over the smoothie place and the former art studio. So we don't know if Enzo is going to be both of those buildings, if they're going to connect. I mean, obviously that was the former Weiss's. So there, those buildings used to – there was a throughway there. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that that build, that operation is going to be that entire section there on the corner or not. It, it certainly looks like it, I think, right now. And there's a new – I think a new salon on – the, across the corner the street. across Saw the street. That. That's where a, I said something about creative signage. Yes, I love those. Yeah. I love those. And uh, I always thought those were. I always thought city council didn't want those. So I think awnings and things like that. I thought for a long time they didn't I, want. I think maybe there was a bit of a pushback against that, um, but that group came in and and showed pictures of old Mary, like old old Marysville, where. Those signs and those awnings were sure. were accepted and were kind of part of the town and and so I think that's what helped get it through was looking at huh all right we don't have them now <laughs> but they used to be there and right I think part of that is going to be whether it becomes are they kept up yeah right I think what where the pushback against them came is a lot of those old awnings downtown as the downtown was dying more mm, faded you know there I mean there was a period of time when more than 50% of the storefronts uptown were unoccupied. Yeah, there was yeah. paper over the windows, but not because something was coming, oh, something was right. going. Right. <laughs> and then the awnings would fade and the lettering would go away and it it just looked like garbage. I think that was the fear. That's why they said, well, if it's going to look like that, we're just going to disallow them. Right. Well, if you got people putting money into buildings and, and new fresh operations, some creative signage like that yeah. makes it look better it looks your makes your uptown look more alive a lot of pressure on that uh that's that salon and spa to 
kind of keep it going and keep that up so that other but businesses, I think, yeah. I think other businesses seeing that, if they start allowing things like mm-hmm. that, you know, and you've got the Avalons kind of relit up there, so you've got that and Yeah, I love the I love those signs that kind of poke out and give your give your uptown some some character. So mm-hmm. um uh just outside of the uptown ice cream ice cream kaylane yes. resident <laughs> ice cream reporter um my dream yeah it looks like there's a mexican ice cream shop coming in in the area that little strip mall where east of chicago and china walk are on the corner there it seems like everybody else has kind of also seen some days paper will be on the windows and some days it will be down. So you can kind of get a glimpse in the inside. It's really cute. It's like pink and white wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And we looked up their menu. It looks like they have some food items and then some different types of ice cream, smoothies. So that's when another. When I looked at their menu, I was like, that's what got me excited was I thought, oh, look at the flavors of ice cream. Menu. Yes. It's- you and me both. But that's the type of thing I feel like you could stop and pick up something there and then walk over to the pocket park or walk over to the pavilion. So that'll be cute. I don't know when it's opening. That's always been one of those properties where East of Chicago and China Walk were always there, but the two built the big, where the Mexican Mm -hmm. ice cream place is going and the the smaller store on the other end, um, it kind of rotated through or was empty sometimes. And I think you always heard rumors that here again, that, the owners of Leon's would buy that and maybe demolish it and make it parking. I think a lot of people always thought that was destined to be a parking lot. I always thought that. And here here now, the biggest storefront in that has got a new tenant. And, you know, whether it lasts, time will tell. But, you know, that little strip mall's not dying yet. Mm-hmm. You know, people keep taking chances on it. So, mm-hmm. And it looks like that ice cream shop has a couple locations in the Columbus area. So maybe they'll have a better chance at being successful here because they have some experience yeah that for so many small businesses kind of surviving that first two years is is tough you know kind of getting the capital there and and staying in business till people kind of get used to it and um so hopefully if they have a a plan going into it and some other some others they have a a business model that they can but here again if you you got have leon's and house of spirits there and entertainment and food and then if there's a taco operation across the street and you want ice cream that is right there a few feet away so you know maybe it's that whole synergy idea of food Mm -hmm. operations um let's jump out to mill valley real quick mac some of apparently for years we couldn't figure out why there was no coffee operations in mill valley and someone heard that loud and clear a lot of people heard that loud and clear apparently uh yeah there's uh two new coffee places kind of confirmed that are going out um in that area i think in the coleman or in the cook's point area um one is scooter coffee and one is cook's point i think is big 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 i think whereas and it's going to be i think next to like the new um Friendship Kitchen and right. Taco Bell, and then is that where Scooter, the Scooter Coffee, is going? Also, I'm, it's in that area, but I don't know that. I don't mm. know exact the exact placement on where that okay. Scooter Coffee is going. But both of them are um, small, kind of drive up, almost kiosk like um, that are popular in some other areas, but seem like they're kind of gaining popularity here as well. Uh, you just kind of drive up, make your order, and and I think you can probably order on an app as well, um, but. You don't need a whole lot of you don't need a whole lot of space 
to run a good coffee to run a good coffee shop. And so yeah, the other um, Big B was almost a. It was like a prefab building. Yeah, that they, they just kind of brought mm-hmm. out there and dropped. Yeah, somebody one said day. that they that the Big B's are prefab, but the scooters will be built on site. But I don't think it's going to be much, much bigger. I mean, they're they're honestly they're not a whole lot bigger than um, like one of those yard barns. You know, just enough just enough area for a drive through. And um, so, but I think both of those will, if the coffee if the coffee's good and maybe a little bit different from each other. You, know, you got all those, all the kids kind of coming to school. You've got all the traffic coming out of Mill Valley. Um, it'll be probably a pretty easy drive from Scott Farm right across, um, you know, Coleman's Crossing, or excuse me, Cooks Point Boulevard. Um, so I think I think they'll do. I think they'll be fine. And then there's a, a some type of strip mall in the former Twig property. The Twig property, yeah, there by uh, kind of behind, I guess, the Burger King next to yeah next to Burger King. Um, and there's a strip mall going going to go in there. Plan to go in there. Um, I don't know that they have any tenants, but there's a lot of kind of rumors about what may or may not be going in there. So there's um, drive. It looks like the original plans look like there's drive through both slots on each end. On each end, yeah. And it has a lot of people speculating that there's going to be a Starbucks. I don't. Here again, we'd never do this in the newspaper, but if we're just doing an about town thing on a podcast. There's people speculating about that. I have no idea yet. Yeah, if, if I if I had to, if I were just again, wildly, this is based on absolutely nothing except looking at it and looking at the rest of the, the you know Central Ohio. I would guess it's either a, a Starbucks or a, a Smoothie King on one end, and probably a pizza place with a drive up uh, on the other end. And I would know. have put a I would have put a Starbucks at Mill Valley. Eight First, years ago, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Initially, eight right. years ago, and I'd already be retired. Right, I wish. Right. I, yes, I wish I had the money then to have the money now. So, right. um. uh, then maybe jump out. Let's jump out to the west side of town before we talk about the the crowning, the crowning construction achievement in this town. But let's talk about <laughs> the west side out towards the police department and the new Kroger. Some of the stuff that's going out there. Yeah, I believe there's going to be a. Well, first there's a. A McDonald's that's going to be going in, um, right? I guess next to the Village Pantry, um, and then, and I, I think it's going to have a couple charging uh, car charge ports, which they talked about a little bit last night. Um, but then city there's council, part, yeah, city, city council. Sorry about that. Yeah, at, at the actually at the Public Service Public Safety uh, Committee meeting, they talked about that. Um, but then they. I think there's also going to be a Starbucks, uh, some of those outlots there in front of, or I guess just to the east of Kroger, um, have been have been sold and are moving. So I think there's going to be a, a a Starbucks in one of those, which there's a Starbucks currently in the in Kroger. In that Kroger, just kills me. Yeah. Here again, though, those outlots have been reported sold a couple of times. I'll bet. People listening to this, at least a few of them remember when that was supposed to be a Hardee's or something. Yeah, Carl Jr. at Hardee's or something. Yeah. And, and and then it apparently fell through or whatever. Yeah, I hate to make too many predictions on that. And I, right. I, you know, we also heard, I think, a don't, uh, not donut shop, but a uh, like a bagel shop of some sort was going to go in one of those outlots. And, um, uh, you know, so I think you have to turn a spade. Right. Till till I see till I see something and I can right. walk in and, you know, order a bagel and a coffee. Or they start moving the ground. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, or stake it out. Like you can kind of see when when something's 
more than just a rumor right. or, or more than just a plan. We just haven't seen any dirt move. And then back a little bit from the police department, there's another strip mall, correct? Little strip. Yeah, that... Uh, on the same side as the municipal building. Yeah, that has been planned, but I don't know that anything no is... tenants or anything. No. I think there's a sign up there is the reason I asked. And they're clearing... Looks like they're clearing some land up there, and there's a sign. It, Again, that's not... That doesn't mean anything's ever going to get there, but... That was kind of introduced maybe two years ago. I mean, it's been, it's been a while um, since that was put... Since that was introduced and you've seen a, kind of the rendering of what it was going to look like and where it was going to go, um, obviously a lot of speculation as to what— Jerry House of Hoon and us. Right. That was people the, remember Jerry's House of Hoon and was supposed to come back and go out by roosters. and uh, Yes, I remember we're running— We're still waiting. We're still waiting, Jerry. Still uh, <laughs> one, of our, one of our biggest social media surges ever was that post and— it never happened. And that, yeah, that was years and that, ago. And that's the problem with some of these things. You know, we can all we can write about is the plans that are presented to council right. and the plans that people say they're going to do. I had the conversation with the folks from Jerry's House of yeah. Hoonan. And, and and that's the thing. It's if, if you submit plans to the city and then your financing falls through or something happens, you don't go and cancel your plans. You just fade away. And mm. that's why keeping track of some of this development sometimes is, is such a pain is because projects come out with this big bang and then people are excited about them and then they something happens and they fade away and people are like well and it, it's hard to tell whether it's that. faded away or whether this is just the process because you know even projects that are moving forward you can really see about a two-year you know gap between when you start to see a a plan and they come to the city and they say hey could we do this until you start to see Dirt move, and you start to see. That's a fine segue into the, our ending piece. Yes, yeah. There, there is one business, one construction project in town that does not sit back on their laurels and wait for the perfect time, and wait for it good weather, and wait for daylight. Even right. the sheets, uh, the sheets at the intersection. Never in my life, if they could build a bridge, they ought to be down on Fourth Street because those people tear up a construction project they are burning through it yes it was like i texted you guys one day and i was like walls are going up at sheets so that i could grab a photo and literally by the time that was at lunch i stopped and got a photo of one wall going up right by the time i left for the day three walls were up (laughs) right like it is insane and by the time i drove by the next morning like they were looking at like Four walls and trying to put trusses on the the roof. Right. It, it is. They it, drop steel and then all of a sudden the uh, the pump island, those those yeah. that overhang right. was up. It was right. like they they had just dropped that off and it's and up. I mm. remember telling you guys just about how quickly those go in and and by the time you realize, huh, that kind of looks like that maybe is going to be a sheets. It is. It's a sheets and it's very clear. <laughs> it's almost open and they. Um, well, I was, and I tell you guys, like I'm driving down there. I'm like, yeah, it's eight o'clock. It's starting to get dark, and they're still up on the roof working. They're <laughs> up there that one Sunday or Saturday in the rain, forty degrees in the rain. They're up there setting those trusses, right? And they've got the. I think they've got the inside under roof now. Yeah. And yeah. I see that big, uh, that big. Uh, it's like a propane heater. Mm, yeah. They've got running through the wall, which means. 
they've poured or are pouring the concrete and that's they're yeah. using it like they've got lighting in there they've got mm-hmm. the decals on the doors yeah. like <laughs> it is um it is remarkable and we we joked about just kind of the different if you drive by in the morning versus drive by at lunchtime it looks like a different building and it it it's very much that so it does that like, all the time yeah like mm-hmm. there's always every day if you drive by that every day, you know what they did today. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's evidence. <laughs> right. Right. It's oh look, right. look at yeah. You know, it's 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 amazing. Like we marvel at it because that's not how things work. <laughs> that is not how things work. As how as work, Thorntons Ooh. will tell you, <laughs> where they tore the building down and now I don't know. Apparently that's going to be a passive park as well <laughs> because but, nothing's been done. Right. Whereas Sheets. But that still could be a thorn. I mean, that, yeah. That's well, just how the good most, news is they'll be able to fuel up their work trucks at Sheets <laughs> when they drive down to work the on down. the Thornton site because right. that place is going to be open. Like places don't go that fast, right? You know, and it's it's not that it's shoddy workmanship or anything. They are just they there are, are organized. Tons of people out there. Every a lot day of people. Too. They are organized. It is clear. Like we do A then B then C then like and it is. Like right. no, they da- are no downtime, no, no. Um, and they've been, um, they've been building. They've been very prolific in Central Ohio. You know, they put up what fifteen or twenty of them. It looks like in in the Central Ohio region. Obviously, Kayleen over there smirking at me. I, I'm very excited. I again, I don't love the location, but I do love Sheets. So <laughs> a Pennsylvania uh, native. Yes, I spent I spent a lot of time and money at Sheets in high school and in college. Uh, so. I'm excited to and a lot of time tweeting at them, telling them to come to Marysville. <laughs> I did. I remember tweeting them a map of Marysville years ago when, when they started looking at Central Ohio. And they sent you merch. Uh, they did send me merch. Uh, you know, I've, including the world's nastiest onesie. Okay, first, I look good in a onesie. So, just you know, whatever, whatever. It's hard I to hope, see you because I it's hope camo. to see you. <laughs> it is. It camouflaged. is camo, and I hope you wear it to the opening. I. You know what? Uh, well, so. I am. Was that a commitment? I heard him commit right there. I'm terrified. I've said this before. I'm terrified that they are going to have the grand opening while I am on vacation. Because looking at the timing, I'm on vacation in the middle of of June, and I just am so worried that they will open. I've been so excited and and just really looking forward to them having a a sheets here in town. And, you know, all my hard work. I feel like I should be rewarded with being I think there he the feels. I think he feels like he's going to tell us, oh, you know, I was a guy tweeting at you, and you guys sent me this. And they're like, oh, well, here's more stuff. And Well, you think I won't? One. Yeah, you I'm love, the one. Man. Uh, it, it, I say this. It's the, the first coffee I ever loved was Sheets Coffee. The first coffee I ever loved. The first coffee I ever loved. My first love. You always remember Sheets. your first love. So. And then you moved away from it. Well, sometimes things happen. So, And I would drive to... I would drive when there was one out past like Hebron, 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 um, Kentucky. No, no, no. no. Uh, on the east, the far yeah. east side. Although don't put it past it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but don't put that past me. Um, like in the middle of the night, by to get my wife liked their little one of the baked goods that they had, and I just drive out in the middle of the night and grab one for her, so that when she woke up, she'd have one of these in her car. If you found out they were <laughs> opening. Mm-hmm. On either the first day, the day you were supposed to leave for vacation, or the last day, mm-hmm. would you attempt to manipulate your family and cut your vacation short or move it back a little bit? Maybe just leave six hours later so you could right. 
come up for the opening. I hear what you're saying. Mm. I feel like you've overestimated my ability to manipulate my family. Um, <laughs> if I had any ability to manipulate my family, we wouldn't be going to a beach. We would be going somewhere yeah, else. So. Be going to sheets. Be going we, would to, be, we would be touring tour, sheets. Tour to sheets. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. Would, every sheets road like, trip. Uh, yeah, we would be going someplace. We would be going someplace different than the than the beach. So. Um, Which you can learn about if you listen to the vacation podcast. Right. <laughs> um, True enough. So yeah, that I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I also think that you've so, no, I'm saying you know, would I try? Maybe, yeah. Okay, um, let's say like that. It's going to open on a Friday. Your family wants to leave at let's say nine o'clock in the morning to start the drive. Boy, I sound like somebody else in our newspaper right now, don't <laughs> I? With all these hypotheticals. So. If they were going to open up on a Friday morning that day, you were supposed to leave on vacation. You weren't going to work that day. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to leave at nine. Would you drive in to get a couple hours? So I, I probably, while I would not be working, I would be attending, and I would probably send a photograph. And here's here's the other issue. My wife knows how much I love sheets, and so she might let me, uh, just because <laughs> just because I love sheets, and she has. Listen, I did a lot of running two sheets for her. She probably would would understand, listen, ain't my thing, but boy, Max sure does love it. So um, that uh, so all that to say, there's a lot going on in town. Some of it's moving yeah. quicker than others, and some and of it's moving. And it's hard moving- to stay on top of. And, and shifting back to the newspaper side for us, like I, and I've already mentioned that, but like we try. Like, you know, a lot of this stuff gets out, and people start talking about it or, or sharing it around. And it's 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 a hard thing to stay on top of now. Like it didn't used to be. Right. It used to be any summer might have one or two of these issues going something like that. And now there is so much going on in this community. And you know, this is Marysville. You start folding Jerome Township into that, and the things and are happening Plain out there. City at this point and Plain too. City, and uh, you know, they say Jerome's the fastest growing township in the state, and this is the second fastest growing county trying to stay on top of these new building commercial projects, things like that is, it's and, a lot. And again, that's what, uh, what Terry Emery talked about was just that because we are growing this way, we're going to continue to see more of this, more construction, more, that, more businesses coming. And those are the, the amenities that people like, but, uh, they do come at a cost and that's the, the, the traffic issues. And, but the flip side is, well, what, what happened to that business uh, closed down left town uh, what happened to that building uh, they tore it down and it's just going to be nothing uh, what happened to this you know people talk about the growth and well this isn't the old town it was or Mary, you know it's not the old Marysville no but it's also not one of the dying towns that aren't too far away from us either yeah um, so that's the thing they talk about you know Marion and some maybe some other communities that that we see where those businesses are the old businesses are going out and nothing's moving and, in. And look, we didn't grow in an island. This is Columbus. Right. Columbus has done some smart things with innovation and technology. They've made themselves attractive. They're growing residually. We get that. All right. Well, that's going to be the show for this week. Thank you guys for all the good information. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, Axion Energia, for sponsoring the podcast.
If you like what you hear, please be sure and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and lots of other places where podcasts are available. And reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the show, what you'd like to hear more of, the kind of things that you'd like to hear covered. So let us know about that. We appreciate you listening. Be sure to tune into the show next week, and we'll see you on Thursday.